I don't need that mic though. You can put it back in the stand. Thank you. Oh. Oh man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Man, welcome to North Central University. Third day in. You guys excited? Or what? Come on. Who still has like summer residue on them? You know what I'm saying? Like anybody just like come straight from the beach to North Central? <laughs> you just still got like a little sand in your clothes still or in your shoes? All right, Dr. Valentin, I see you. All right. <laughs> Man, I, I still, I got to be honest, I still have a little bit of summer residue on me. <laughs> it's not sand, but it's just like, man, summer, I mean, that's one of the things I love about this job. It's such a great job. <laughs> got four months of, I mean, don't tell anybody, but of being able to just do some different things. And of course, I don't sit around all summer, but I work a lot, um, so many things. But how many of you guys are new students? New students, raise your hands. Come on, somebody. Give it up for the new students. All right, all right. Man, welcome. Um, I just got a big introduction, so I don't have to say much about myself. Thank you, President Hagan. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Uh, it's hard to believe that I am just finishing up my 10th year here. It's crazy. I mean, uh, January, I, I'm one of the weird ones that came in the middle of the school year. January 2010, uh, I arrived here on January 11th, and there was snow like 20,000 feet deep. And I came from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm like, what have I done? What have I done to myself? I don't know. In Nashville, it's only like winter for one month, you know, January, that's it. And the rest of the time is beautiful, gorgeous. Oh, there's a little bit of time in the summer. But man, God called me here. That's the bottom line, right? So whether I like the, the, the winter or the snow or any of that stuff, I don't care. I want to be where God called me. So about 10 years ago, so this January uh, 2020, it'll have been 10 years for me. So I'm excited to be here. All my life, I have just poured it, loved pouring into students. My father, uh, Art Dio, uh, he has been in Youth for Christ for 55 years. This guy is 79 years old, and he's still working part-time pouring out his life for young people. So there's something that got transferred to me. I don't know how it happened, but God, God just put something in me. I have been a volunteer youth staff worker. I go to Celebration Church down the south side. Come on, Genesis. All right, let's go. See, see. And if any of you are looking for a home church, Genesis, Hector, myself, so many other people, Celebration Church down the south side. But I, I attend there. And um, man, I was, I was going to say something. Now I forgot what I was going to say, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the volunteer thing. Yeah, so on Wednesday nights, you'll see me. Thank you guys for your help on that. Genesis, we'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, on Wednesday nights, that's where you find me, volunteering for the youth. Uh, because I just love pouring into the next generation. I believe it truly is one of the greatest, if not the greatest mandate for the body of Christ is to transfer the things of God to the next generation. And we're not doing a great job of it. So I'm thankful that the Lord has called me here to help transfer the things of God to your generation. I'm one of many who love you on this campus. One of many who is passionate for you. We're passionate for God. Sometimes we're really happy around here with you guys. And sometimes we're a little frustrated with you guys. All right. Can you give us a little bit of uh, leeway there? All right. But because we, we believe in you. That's why. We believe that God has called you to greatness. And the world is kind of screaming the other. Just sit down. Shut up. Don't do anything. But God's called you guys to greatness. 
through the power of his spirit. Somebody say amen for me. Just help me out. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, I do want to show you, I have to, uh, I have to show you a couple pictures, okay? So a little summer thing, all right, for me. So first one's a picture of my family, which, I mean, you know, look at that family. They're so cute. Look at that bunny rabbit. I'll tell you what. And it just so happens that a few of them did surprise me, and they're back there in the back. Can you guys, like, at least wave or something? I know you hate this, but yeah, yeah, all right, all right. <clears throat> My wife, Martha, of 27 years. Now, see, before, if we hadn't have talked about the big 5-0 thing, you guys would be like, what, you guys married when you're 12 or something? No, 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 we've been married for 27 years. And then um, we got Roman, who's my oldest. He's going to be a junior in high school. He'll be possibly here in two years, maybe PSEO. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then Evan. Uh, the second born there uh, on the left side, lower side, he's actually at driver's ed right now. So he couldn't be here this morning. So he is, he is at driver's ed. Try to get, we're, we're, we're getting into our prayer life right now. We're going to definitely increase our prayer life. Uh, and then we got down the middle on the bottom there, that's Channing. He's back in the back there. He's nine years old. And then there's Clara Joyce. We got the girl. Come on, somebody. Help me out. I'm thankful. Somebody say, oh, you know, she's, she's seven years old and, you know, we, we kept going until we got the girl, and then we said, okay, well, I think we're done. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lord. We appreciate it. No, but that's our family. And then on the next picture, a uh, little something from this summer. Some of you guys know that last year I wrote a book called Awakening Pure Worship, and I just had a few, a few fun times going around to some of the Barnes & Noble stores and discovering that they did carry my book, which was kind of cool. They had this little thing where you can go in and talk to them, and then you sign the book, and they'll put a little autograph sticker on it, you know, and, and then maybe even turn it from, you know, how they, they line them up so you just see the spine. But then when you sign it, then they open up a spot, and they turn it the other way, you know, so people can see it, actually find it or whatever. So, but I'm excited about that. So I got to travel around uh, do, looking at some of those Barnes & Noble stores. Then there's... There's another picture of something that happened to me uh, this, this year. Actually, just um, four weeks ago or so, I had a little surgery. Yeah, I was supposed to, supposed to do it back in March, but I decided not to do it during school. But uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, I don't look too excited there, do I? Yeah, I wasn't very excited because there was some things that were attached to the surgery that were kind of embarrassing, so we won't even go there. But I'm so thankful to be healthy and walking around here today. Next picture, another picture of our family. That's on a trip that we went to Colorado. My family lives in Colorado. And so we love to use it as a great excuse to go camping and hiking. We love the outdoors and all that stuff. So that's us there in Colorado. So that's our family. Uh, that's a little bit about me. Today, what I want to talk to you about is I actually want to talk to you about that song that we just sang. I want to talk about that song that we just sang. You know, uh, this song, obviously, probably realize the song's called Come Away With Me. And I realize that not everybody really understands what that song is about or like, why are we singing? Who's singing? Who, you know, who is it to? Who's it for? All that stuff. Um, but I wanted to kind of dive into some of this. If you know me, you know that my passion is to develop my own personal walk with God. That's my number one passion. And I truly believe as I search the scriptures that that's the number one passion that should be the number one passion for all of us. It's what the Bible highlights as the number one reason that you were put on this planet, that you were not just put on this planet, but that you were created. You were created to have fellowship with God. And there's this incredible invitation 
that God gives us to come away with him. It's an invitation that is unbelievable. It's truly, truly amazing that he would even invite us today. I like to say it this way too, that coming to God or coming to church or reading your Bible or coming to chapel is not an obligation, but it's an invitation. Now, some of you say, well, but but, but you guys are counting, you know, you're counting though, but you're keeping track. Isn't that an obligation? Well, depends on the way that you approach it. See, if you get free and you realize that coming to chapel is a blessing, that coming to chapel is a way to grow spiritually and you stop seeing it as an obligation, actually that empowers you because now you're actually in charge, which is what you wanted to be anyways, and you're saying, no, I'm going to come to all the chapels. Y'all don't need to tell me I can skip because I want to get everything that I can possibly get. Why would I not want to come to all the chapels when I can grow and be here, right? It's a flipping of the mentality. But so many people are like, oh, how many can I skip? Well, I say this, how many can you come to? How how many can you not skip? Because this place, when we get together, there's something powerful that happens in here by the Spirit of God as we come away together to get to be with God. I'm going to look at a scripture. It's probably one that you have memorized. Very, very popular uh, scripture out of Song of Songs. It's probably your favorite scripture, right? When was the last time you turned to Song of Songs? <laughs> Did a little Bible study, you know. I remember in middle school when somebody started reading that stuff to me. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. This is not age appropriate. <laughs> uh, but we're going to look at Song of Songs this morning because we're going to talk about this song, Come Away With Me. I love um, one of the things that we have a passion around here for is writing songs that are connected to Scripture. I think it's funny sometimes that people in your generation, you sing songs and you don't even realize the truths that are, you're, you're singing are actually from the Word of God. Remember that song? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? Like, wow, Chris Tomlin, man, that guy is a theologian, man. He's like writing the deep truth. But I realize that actually comes straight out of the Bible. Like the Bible wrote that, and then he, you know, like that. And that's not, I'm not saying anything bad about Chris Tomlin, but he didn't come up with that. God came up with that, right? Yeah, so there's scripture, and that's what, that, that, the second psalm that we sang this morning, uh, Spirit of David, another one that you might be like, what is going on? Who's talking to us? That's, that's a whole song where God is actually talking to you in worship. He said, I've given you the Spirit of David, and you're supposed to receive that and say, yes, amen, Lord, I receive all you have for me. But that's straight out of the Bible. All, there's tons of scriptures. There's tons of scriptures in this song, Come Away With Me. I was looking at it the other day, and we'll look at some of the lyrics, and we'll look at some of those scriptures. But I want to read from Song of Songs 2, verses 10 through 13. It goes like this. My lover said to me, rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. Look, the winter is past. And the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come. And the cooing of turtle doves fills the air. The fig trees are forming young fruit. And the fragrant grapevines are blossoming. Rise up, my darling. Come away with me. 
my fair one. Lord, we come before you right now. Lord, I'm asking that your Holy Spirit would do what only you can do. Would you help us to understand the depth of your love for us, the invitation that you are offering us to come away with you. God, will you help us to unlearn things that we have learned incorrectly today? And would you awaken love in us again for you and for everyone on this planet, Lord Jesus? We love you, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember the day last year, and I was right over there. It's kind of my little spot over there in chapel. I was over there, and it just so happened that day that Caleb D. was up here with his team, and they were leading. And one of the things that we tend to do around here is we like to sing some spontaneous songs. We, we, there's tons of places in the Bible that talks about singing spontaneously. Tehillah is a Hebrew word that talks about singing spontaneously. So Caleb gets up here, and he's supposed to start the song, but he just starts playing chords. And he starts singing his own song, which is definitely something that we encourage. So he begins to sing, and then he invites you guys to begin to sing. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, I'm in love with the one, the fire in his eyes. Like, oh, I heard that. I'm like, whoa, that needs to be a song. (laughs) And so I went to Caleb later, and I'm like, hey, man. You know that thing you sang? It was like a week later. Like, do you remember that one thing? I, I think I actually recorded some of what he was doing on my phone. Sometimes you'll see me up there doing that. I'm just trying to like, I'm going, oh, Holy Spirit's moving. I got to capture this moment. I could feel that was something that God was like resting on. Like, oh man, I got to capture this. There's more to this that has to be developed. And so I went to Caleb. I'm like, man, well, can, we, can we write this song? Is there, is there like, did you already write this song? Or where'd that come from? Yeah, I'm just singing out of my heart, you know? Just echoing the scriptures. And so the two of us sat down, and I think he would tell you, he's like, man, that song just like, I mean, it was like the Holy Spirit just, just burnt the whole thing. And we were just, we're just I mean, you, you saw, even as I was reading the scripture there, it's just straight out of the Bible. It's not concepts that we made up. It's something that God is speaking, and we're just echoing. We're just resounding. And so I find this to be so important that we look at this concept, because it is the greatest thing that you were created for, is to come away with God. Now I realize, and I've talked about this before, but I realize that the, uh, the metaphors that are used in the Bible sometimes, some of us men, we kind of get the raw end of the metaphor deal. You know what I'm saying? The whole bride of Christ thing. Yeah, not a lot of us are excited to put on our wedding dress. You know? I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah, sign me up. Want to be the bride of Christ. Yeah. Even words like lover of my soul. You know, he's just a lover of my soul. The word lover alone, right, is in the scripture. As soon as I read that, you were like, whoa, did he just say lover? Like, because, oh man, there's something, something that we've learned incorrectly that makes us freak out when we hear that in the Bible. We hear words like intimacy. And we think, oh, intimacy with God. I mean, I remember I didn't grow up with any of this stuff, man. I mean, I grew up in the church, but we didn't talk about intimacy you know, we didn't talk about this lover of my soul or, or words like my beloved. But the Bible talks about these words. 
I wonder sometimes if part of the reason that we get a little weirded out by this is because we have an unhealthy view of sexuality. Maybe that's the issue. I mean, I get it. It's a stretch. I mean, we understand, like, when we're talking about intimacy, whether we're talking about God, we're talking about a mate, there's two different things there. But there's an intimacy, there's a closeness with God that he's coming, he's calling us into where everything is stripped away. I mean, he sees it all anyways. Come on, he sees us, right? He sees you. He sees me. He sees you in the balcony. He sees you in the back. He sees you in the front. He sees us. Sooner than you reconcile that, it's going to change a lot of things in your life. But he wants to see you. He wants to be with you. He's calling you to be with him. You think about that, one of the words for worship in the Bible, Hebrew word proskuneo. It's an interesting word because well, even some of our songs that we have, remember this song, uh, he loves us, oh, how he loves us. Remember this song? Can you sing it with me? Oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us. Sing again. And he loves us, oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. You guys remember that one line in there that freaks everybody else out? Remember this line, right? Uh-huh. Oh, 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 no, you did not just sing Sloppy Wet Kiss in a worship song. Come on, what is going on here, people? That is not good, right? I remember the day that my guitarist, Trent Schwarzendruber, yes, that was his name, Trent Schwarzendruber, he texted me. I don't think text was available back then. But anyways, he reached out to me and he said, Jack, you got to listen to this song. This girl named Kim Walker. Never heard of her. Kim Walker, she's singing this song. And I get there and that thing is already at like 5 million views. I just heard about it. And she's singing, he loves us. And then she sings that sloppy wet kiss line, right? And then a couple of years later, John, John Mark McMillan wrote that song. And a couple of years later, the controversy came, right? Now, this could scare some folk away, and it might not make it to number one on the radio charts. So we probably, enough, man, I love me some Crowder. Come on, somebody. All right, all right. But I, I would just love to have been in the room with that conversation because I know there was a phone call that happened. It's like, hey, you know, and I guarantee it started with the record company folk. Nothing against the record company folk. Anyways, but <laughs> like, you know, if we're going to release this song, Crowder, like we, we can't have that sloppy wet kiss stuff in there. That's just kind of weird. People are not going to understand. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe you're trying to freak some people out a little bit. Maybe you want to open people up to have a conversation about what something like that could actually mean. I don't know how many of you guys, I don't even remember, what, what's the other line? Unforeseen. Come on, somebody. Don't ever put that lyric up on the screen. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. But I was talking about that word, uh, worship, proskuneo. The reason I brought up sloppy wet kiss is because that word, proskuneo, a lot of times is translated to kiss the face of God. Now that is worship 
to kiss the face of God? Okay, but that's the politically correct translation of that word. The unpolitically correct, the politically incorrect, that's better, politically, politically incorrect ter- way to describe that word is it's really more of how a dog would come to his master. How many dog lovers we got in the house? Any dog lovers in the house? All right, dog lovers, I see you. How many cat lovers in the house? We'll pray for you. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> dude, we have six pets in our house, all to avoid having a cat or a dog, because we got two leopard geckos, two betta fish, and two wild mice that we actually found in our house. Story for another time. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> the dog is coming to his master. How many of you ever been greeted by a dog? I had a dog when I was a kid. I'm sorry, kids. I'm so sorry. We haven't got one. We're we're talking about it. But I had a dog when I was a kid, and I would get down on my knee like this. That dog would come up and just start just licking all over me, you know, and licking my face and licking my hands. And it was messy, and it was sloppy, and it was wet, and it was all that stuff, right? Dogs are crazy like that. Cats be sitting there like, Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm not even going to go. All right, all right. <laughs> but that's what, I, it's not all perfect. It's not all pristine. This word worship is where we come to God and it's sometimes messy and sometimes sloppy. But do you don't see the dog lover going, Get away, you little bar. You know, well, some of them do. But the real dog lovers, right? The real dog lovers. They just embrace it. And it's this incredible thing that happens. Real quick, I want to look at four questions about this song, Come Away With Me. And then we're going to sing together again. I'm going to invite you to accept the invitation that God has called you to have. Number one is, who is the invitation from? We know who that, who it is. It's God. He's our maker. But it's insane that he would invite me, that he would invite you, the creator of the universe. Have you thought about that? Revelation 2, 4 tells us He's not just our father. He's not just God. He's not just our maker. But God refers to himself, Jesus refers to himself as our first love. And then ask the church at Ephesus, have you forgotten or have you lost your first love? Who is the invitation from? It's from our first love. Ministry is only something that we do to help other people understand that one true fact. Yet so many of us are consumed more with ministry than we are with the one who called us to ministry. The only reason we do ministry is to help people understand that there's an invitation to come and be with God. Number two, where is the invitation to? Well, it's to the secret place. Guys, this is the public place and it's powerful for us to come together. But I'm begging you, please don't let chapel be the time, the only time that you spend alone with God. Because you got to get alone. You got to find a place. I don't care if you got roommates, you know, set up a time schedule or something. You kick everybody out, spend some time in there by yourself, get in your car, wherever you got to get. But you need some secret place 
time with God. He's calling us to face-to-face connection with him. Number three, why are we going there to the secret place? Why are we going to this place where he's invited us? Well, because there's healing there. You notice in the song we say, there's a place of peace. It's the place of peace. So many people are running around trying to get peace. They don't, and they wonder why they don't have peace, but they're not spending any time with the Prince of Peace. You talk about mental health. Can I just say, if you would like to improve your mental health, hang out with the God who made your mind. I, I, I mean, I know there's more things we can do to help with that. I'm not saying, but my goodness, you cannot expect to have good mental health if you're not hanging out with the God who made the mind that you have in your head. He best knows. And if you're not, if you're not renewing your mind in Christ. Last question, what's going to be the result of spending time, of receiving that invitation of saying, I will come, Lord. Yes, I will. Maybe we can echo the yes from yesterday. If there's an invitation, you know, you have to decide, am I going? Maybe or no. There's an invitation. What's going to be the result? Well, it's going to be deep, eternal fellowship with God. And out of that deep, eternal fellowship with God, you're going to produce the ministry and the things that God has called you to do. Again, echoing even what Dr. Graham was saying yesterday about how the being turns into doing. But doing never creates being. So many people are trying so hard to do something great so that they can be recognized as someone great. That's not how it works in the kingdom. You become and then you do. Can you stand with me? So how do we come? Put up this scripture, the last, second to last slide. It says this, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently. So many people are waiting for God to show up. My question is, are you going to show up? I mean, we can count on God. He's going to do his part. The question is, are we going to show up? But he invites us to come boldly. Hebrews 4.16 says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. So are you broken? Come. Are you hurting? Are you lonely? Are you feeling lost here at North Central University? Come. As the band sings, I know some of you have to go. It's all right. It's totally fine. But if you have a few extra minutes, I would encourage you to come and let's sing together and let's accept the invitation that God has called us to come away with him.